Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. You know what today is. Educate me, please. I seriously think it's Slappy Joe Day. Yeah, it's supposed to be Slappy Joe Day. It's Slappy Joe Day. It is today, National Sloppy Joe Day. It's all right. It's all right. It's Sloppy Joe Day. Today is National Sloppy Joe Day. Get yourself some Sloppy Joes. Let's start the show. Come on. It's showtime. What's up? What's going on? What's up? Uh, we, <laughs> I admit, I, I'm really, really surprised at the amount of people that reached out this morning to us on our FM radio show. And it was the stupidest thing. Like, every now and again, I'm amazed at what things that we talk about get traction and which things don't. And this morning, it was a casual, in-the-passing mention that today is the 18th of March. It's National Sloppy Joe Day. And Kat mentioned, I've never had a Sloppy Joe. And the phones went fucking crazy. I can't like bo- it was like you said. I hate babies. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, and honestly, it was really just in passing because you were talking about all the different sloppy Joe memories. Basically, and I don't really have any, so I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if I've had one. And whoa, I've had people sending me recipes all morning for sloppy joes. Okay, just I, I'm not saying I wanted to. I'm just saying I haven't. I just that's just such a rite of passage like that's like saying you've never had KD for example but it doesn't look that okay but like let's be honest it's, it's not like it doesn't it doesn't look that good like even if someone told me hey I've never had KD okay I have lots of times in my life growing up yeah we had KD I'd still tell them yeah, you're not missing much. Am I really missing that much with a sloppy Joe? It's not that you're missing much. It's it's more of an experience than a meal. Like, let me tell you what's going to happen when you finally do cave and try the sloppy Joe. Everyone, l- let's do a little theater of the mind here. So you've got your plate right there on the plate in front of you. There's your sloppy Joe. So you're going to pick it up and you're going to You're going to two-hand that fucker right there. (laughs) And you're going to slowly bring it towards your mouth. Open your mouth. And then when you finally get your lips around it, Uh it's going to explode side to side. Wait, maybe I have had one of these. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Legit question, and I wasn't kidding this morning. Seriously, though, do I have to eat it like that, or can I not use a fork and a knife or something? Okay, the first time you do it, you should do it the way it's meant to be done. And really, the only debate about Sloppy Joe is, should it be on, like, a hamburger-style bun or a hot dog-style bun? Now, some people will go hot dog, like, maybe even, like, a sausage kind of bun, the the long boys. (laughs) But others will typically go for just a shitty little hamburger bun. You know, the ones that you get like eight of them for two thirty nine. <laughs> That's right. Wonder style. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> They'll do that. And it's a simple, easy way to do it. And they don't put a lot of effort into it. Some people will fry up ground beef, open a can of that manwich slop and just pour <laughs> it in there and call it a sloppy joe. Put it on a bun that they didn't even fucking toast or anything. Wow. Like if you do that, yeah, you're having a sloppy joe, but it's really lazy. You can put a lot into a sloppy Joe and make it slightly less gross. Okay. Can I, can I at least pair it with a nice vino or is that like just fucking ridiculous to, to, to ask? 
Who the fuck would drink wine while they're eating just, a sloppy <laughs> joe? Why would you even want wine when you're drinking a sloppy like joe? I don't want to feel like a complete slob. So if I at least have like a glass of wine with it, maybe I won't feel so gross. You're going to look like an asshole with a sloppy <laughs> joe, a knife fork, and a bottle of Chardonnay on the table. You're yeah, going to look like I, an asshole. I want to do that so bad. Like if, if, if people were eating in restaurants at like... Uh, buy the boatloads right now like we used to i'd love to just find a place that had sloppy joes and i'd bring i'd bring my own chardonnay and pour myself a glass and eat it with a fork and a knife just for the looks and i'd make you come with me that would be like the time that donald trump posted that picture on instagram of him eating kfc with a knife and fork (laughs) like whether you like him even people that like donald trump thought you're an asshole that's just fucking (laughs) stupid what are you doing put that down eat it with your fingers like normal people do right Right. Holy shit. I know. Oh, uh, also, for those who don't know, Kat's never in her life had Taco Bell. Yeah, I don't know. And that one, I don't think I'm going to budge. Like, Sloppy Joe, okay, fine. Like, whatever. I don't think it's that big a deal. Sure, maybe one day I'll try it. But when it comes to Taco Bell, that one seems to blow people's minds. So much yeah. so that I'm not caving. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to Yakiro Taco Bell anytime soon. You're just being stubborn at this point. You probably are dying for for whatever you see on those Taco Bell commercials. Like, look good. No, you probably see those commercials and think a spicy chicken chalupa. Fuck me, I want that. But I gotta stay true. I like having these bragging rights. Never had it. It doesn't look good to me. It doesn't look good to me. It looks as good as Arby's looks to me, and it's not very good. I mean, I think that everybody should try Arby's, and that's why people don't go a second time. I mean, Arby's is generally gross, right? <laughs> that's why people don't go a second time. Seriously. Mind you, their fries look legit, though. Do they still have those curly fries? Yeah, I think they do. In fact, I'm pretty sure that curly fries on a fast food level began at Arby's. Wow. They're I think they the were the first ones. to do it. Yeah, and I'm not even sure how many more do uh, do it, at least here in Canada. I know in the States they've got all kinds of fucking options. But here in Canada, I'm not sure we have that many. You know, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm all for the direction you're taking this because I think when we get fries, we get so hung up on having more fries that nobody realizes that you can have a couple bites of fries and you've had enough fries. You don't need to eat the whole fucking package that McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's gives you because just a couple fries. That's good. But what I do like is when they offer you the combo. Remember Harvey's? Used to have the frings. You got some fries and some onion rings. That was the kind of variety that I appreciate. It was the right amount of fries, the right amount of onion rings. Uh-huh. That was good. Just a whole big fucking thing full of fries. Like, how many fried potatoes do you want? Like, yeah. stop. Yeah, they do it to fill you up, right? I mean, that's an old that's an old trick, even in restaurants as well. Give them a big side of fries because that's the cheap thing. And then give them smaller portions of the stuff that's more expensive. And they leave feeling full, which makes them feel like they're satisfied and they'll come back again, even though you're filling them up on cheap shit. Funny. You know what? We didn't even intend to talk about this. It just sort of came up. We're not even into the content yet here, guys. But I'm glad you mentioned that, Kat. Just last night, I was thinking to myself, I had a HelloFresh kit in the fridge that I wanted to use up before it went bad. And I was cooking it thinking... That's an actual, actually an awfully small amount of what I bought this for, but there's a ton of salad left over on the side and a ton of green beans and a shit ton of mushrooms for a very small portion of what I had actually ordered. Yeah, they do try and fill you up on the sides and make you think, oh, that was a great yep. meal. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a, it's a legitimate thing. Like I remember in restaurants, if we would change the size of one of the main uh, portions of something, right? Because you do that every, some people do it. It's sneaky, right? It's either raise the price. Or make the, the item smaller. It was always just make sure you fill a plate with fries. That's the easiest thing to do. 
Huh. And it does it every time, right? Yeah. Cover the plate. Well, I mean, maybe we should start making smaller plates because <laughs> I, sure. I, yeah. I'm sort of pre-programmed like subliminally to just finish my plate. And I, I think that goes back to when I was a kid and I was a fussy eater. And my mom used to say, you finish your dinner, finish what's on your plate. So now I still do that. But the plates are bigger now or something. I don't know. I wake up in the morning sometimes and think, why the fuck did I eat that much last night? <laughs> that was not right. Seriously. It's crazy. Anyway, as we record right now, there's a whole bunch of different things happening. Uh, Reggie Cuccini from Global National. He is a company colleague of ours, and he's been on our FM radio show a few times. Reggie is the Washington correspondent, and he broke some news this morning out of Washington that remember Joe Biden's promise? That he would vaccinate 100 million people in the first 100 days that he's in office? That's right. Yeah. And people thought, no. Oh, yeah. People are like, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's just a flat out lie. They'll be finished today. By today, 100 million people in America will have received at least one dose of one of the vaccines. 40 days ahead of schedule. Wow. 100 million shots in 60 days. Joseph, good for you, buddy. And the whole team, whoever he has on his team. I'm not as familiar with the team that they had there or the task force, as we like to put it. Well, uh, that's but, the thing. Joe Biden himself isn't doing it. He probably doesn't even know what fucking day it is. Yeah, yeah. So the, that that team is doing a great job. So, hey, good on them. That's fabulous. Uh, yeah, whoever's pulling the strings there is doing a hell of a job. I've got a lot of respect for America. I know that they took it on the chin and the whole world made fun of them for the first few months of this pandemic. But you certainly can't criticize the way things are going now. Conversely, here in Canada, 1.6%. Yeah. 1.6% of the population. Okay, so there's all these promises, and I've heard different things about all the shots that we're getting, that we are getting in. Uh, I don't know. What did I hear? Three million or something in the next while they're hoping for? I think it's three. No, they said eight million by the end of the month or something. Eight million by the end of the month? Really? No, I don't believe them. That's not that's not going to happen. I, I think what I heard was a prediction of what will actually happen, which might be closer to three million. But that, again, those are all predictions. Well, we'll see, man. I mean, I hope so. I'd like to think that we could do this faster and me too. A little a little better. Uh, we'll we'll see. They're pulling the e brake in Ottawa. What's up to our friends in Ottawa? I, I would really love to 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 be on there more in Ottawa. Uh, really, really loyal after nine listeners out that mm-hmm. way, and I feel sorry for you guys because you're getting fucked. You are. I mean, they're pulling the e-brake, and as of tomorrow, like, they're not even giving you much notice. Tomorrow, Ottawa goes back into the red zone. What? Uh, okay, so, what, I mean, where are they finding it to be problematic? Like, what exact, have they narrowed it down? Because when they go back and they pull these e-brakes, I wonder, what is the root cause for the cases going up a little bit? Do they even know? So, is pulling the e-brake even appropriate? You know, I'm questioning this a lot now, because we've talked about schools before, and and I'm not going to say that that's that's where the sp- spreading happens, but you know that there are cases in many schools. Are it they does sh- seem worse in the second wave to be well. I don't know. Yeah, and wave, maybe it's a va- and maybe it's a variant thing. Third wave now, yeah, but maybe it's a variant thing. I don't know, and maybe that's why. And it's scaring the shit out of them, so they got to pull the e brake because it's spreading faster. Sure, fine, but to me, unless you can prove like. This is a it's a situation because people aren't abiding by the rules. That's a problem. And you need to pay for that. You need to. There's consequences to suffer for that, in my opinion. If you have way too many cases of parties happening and restaurants not complying. And but I don't know if that's the case. Is it? 
I don't think that's what it is at yeah. all. See, that I mean, kind of pisses me off because there's a lot of people doing everything right. And if most people are doing everything right and these cases are still going up, why should they suffer? These businesses is what I mean. Based on these numbers when they're not even sure where they're coming from. Or maybe they are coming from schools. How is that any of their fault? It's not. It's really not. I mean, the businesses, like I said the other day, I mean, everybody's got to focus on themselves. All I'm going to do now is make sure that I have got my mask. I have washed my hands. I don't touch my face. I don't gather. That's what I personally am going to commit to do until I get the shot. Until then. But I'm telling you, Kat, and I put it out on social media this morning and I was hesitant to do it because I just know that it opens it up for the fucking trolls. So I'm just I don't even want to look at my Twitter, but I just had enough. Uh, I think it was 680 News published an article today uh, Two Ontario universities predict. What was it? Three times the number of daily cases in three weeks for Ontario. And then yesterday there was a story about uh, a three week lockdown is what's needed. And. I just can't anymore. If you want to say I'm changing sides, fine. I'm really not because I'm still going to do everything that I have been doing for the last year. But I just really, really, really wish that people would look through the bullshit and see exactly what's going on here. Releasing this modeling data. There's no point in doing it. We know it's never once come true, but we do have a year of actual data. One full year of actual data that we can go back and look at and see the different peaks and valleys and ebbs and flows of how this is going to play out. And we know how it played out. Never once did our hospitals get overrun. We've got these field hospitals that they were smart to build, but we didn't need them. We didn't. And now we are being threatened with a third lockdown for whatever reason. And it's just stupid, guys. It's really, really dumb. They are... They're throwing out terms like lockdown and they're still allowing this outrageous modeling data to come out because they want to scare you. It worked the first two times, me included. Scare the fuck out of people and then they'll have to comply. But nobody's buying it anymore. And that's what I think the government hasn't calculated. They haven't taken this into consideration is nobody cares anymore. In fact, if they try and lock us down again, I will probably intentionally go out and try and trigger getting a ticket because I would like my chance to go to court and argue that. Like, that's how frustrated and fed up I am. And the reason we're all allowed to be frustrated and fed up is because this should should be over right now. The reason all this stuff is going out there is nothing more than them trying to distract from the fact that the vaccine rollout has been a holy disaster. It's been a mess start to finish. We should be done now. If the Americans got 100 million shots out in 60 days, we should have been able to have it done in 20. We should have. And you know what? We've been working on this since December. So Jan, Feb, March, we're coming up on four months. Let's just hope that when this, when we look back, it's just that we say it was a rocky start, guys. Remember, it was a rocky start, but we got shots in arms and here we are. I mean, that's all I'm hoping for. What else can you do? It sucks. It sucks. Yeah. There's a and, lot of learning that's been done over the last little while, for sure. And and a real lesson in leadership and a real lesson in preparedness. And, and when this is all over, Kat, we need to do a couple of things. Number one, we need to sit everybody down and do a little basic civics lesson so that everybody realizes which level of government does what. Because I get a lot of text messages to our FM radio show. Like we have the mayor of Kitchener on every Thursday. Barry Verbanovic, excellent mayor, by the way. Really, really, really good. And and Barry will come on. And every week somebody will text us and say, ask him why they haven't shut down the schools yet. 
Well, that's a provincial thing. It's not municipal. Mm-hmm. And, and people are asking, well, why doesn't Ford just go buy more vaccines? Well, that's a federal thing, not a provincial <laughs> thing. So let's let's all g- maybe put everybody back in school, even distance, for, for a week or so. And yeah. we're just going to redo high school civics again. So everybody understands who does what. And never mind that, though. And then maybe this is going a little a little sidetracked here. But it amazes me how many people don't even know where they are. They don't. Like, they have when no I idea. see that, guys, I'm not fucking kidding you. We will get phone calls from people or text messages being like, yeah, guys, um, there's a problem here at this at this spot. And they drive it every single day. And I'll say, okay, are you eastbound or westbound? Um, I'm not sure, but if it's heading towards, yeah, whatever, the Walmart on Blank Street. I'm like, okay, so you're going eastbound then. How do you not know every fucking day which way you go or what city you're in? Some people don't even understand what city they're in. No, it's true. They have no idea. They don't know what region they live in either. Now, I get that there can be some confusion there because there's a difference between which region you live in and which public health unit you live in. To me, it's still weird that Orangeville is lumped in with fucking Wellington and Guelph. I I don't get that one at all. But anyway, um, there's people who don't know what region they live in. So they there's people that live in. Let's use, uh, uh, I don't know, Uxbridge, for example, York region. That are calling Dr. Eileen DeVilla's office in Toronto asking why the fuck they can't get their hair cut. <laughs> Wrong person. Yeah. I, I really think we need a general re-education about how things work. Yeah. That would and be in, great. And in some cases, I do wish that we had a different model <laughs> to begin with. To be honest with you, I wish we had different p- people able to control things that they're not able to control. Like we could re- scrap an entire level of government. Yeah, One really, whole level, we could wipe it yes, out completely. Yes. And a lot of cases, I think a lot can be done regionally. That's Oh, sorry, we can't. We got to wait for the province to tell us. How is that fucking possible? You are the best. You are the people that know best for this region, for example, or provincial. Same thing. You are the best people. You should know this province better than anyone. So why do you got to wait on this person who's also yeah. covering this many provinces and territories? To me, a lot of that stuff should be shifted, but I understand it's a lot of paperwork. It's not easy. It's easier said than done, but it's uh, some of that stuff, too, to be fair, should change. Did you see the front page of the Toronto Sun today? Oh, no, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I saw it go online and I only saw one person that I follow uh, tweeted a reply to it. And it was just outrage because this Toronto Sun, it's a column that made the front page today. Talks about how we must end the dictatorship. Elected politicians must be in charge. It was basically saying that once the pandemic is over, Dr. David Williams, Dr. Lowe in Peel, Dr. Eileen Davila in Toronto, and several other public health unit doctors mm-hmm. need to be fired. Wow. So I get why people were angry. We're still in a pandemic. We've lost tens of thousands of lives. It's horrible. It really, really is horrible. But we do have to have a conversation about these doctors when it's all over. Well, and that's the thing is picking the appropriate time. And whether you're talking about Canada, whether you're talking about the States, I know other countries have have had their issues. They've had their issues as well. We aren't the only ones, but now is not the time to raise those issues. And even when it was Donald Trump who hated hated, uh, Anthony Fauci so, so much, you could tell, even he knew there's an appropriate time for this. And it's not like I'm going to go ahead and, and rush to do it now because we are in the midst of a pandemic. Let's get this settled. And it's rocky and it's going to continue to be rocky, maybe based on the choices that these medical professionals choose for us. And they're not elected officials and some people don't like that and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Let's get through it. And then and then, yeah, let's maybe hold some people accountable, because in some cases, perhaps it was suggestions were were dangerous at some point some people Mm -hmm. believe that i'm not saying that's what i think but i think we should look at it from a case-by-case basis after this is done but now is not the time 
we really do have to find a better balance between public health and public interest. And I get that public health is in the public interest. I really, really do get that. But that's part of the conversation we need to have is where we draw the line. Because right now there's no balance. Right now public health can trump everything. And that's not necessarily the way to go, especially now that we know they look at these fucking models and make their decisions based on that. They look and see, well, the worst case scenario is we could end up with 6,000 cases a day in the next three weeks. Mm -hmm. That's a goddamn lie. It's not going to be like that. It's never been like that. Where are you getting that from? What? Some computers spit that out as a calculation, as a possibility for a worst case scenario. Let's talk about a real case scenario. There's a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of people who aren't okay. There's a lot of people who are about to lose their home. There's a lot of people who are about to lose their business. There's parents who aren't getting their child support because their ex-partner has lost their job. I mean, there are so many things at play here besides this virus that is spreading and these mystery variants that came out of nowhere. But oh, why, why do we have variants, by the way? Because we were slow to close the border. Apparently, we didn't learn the first time. Now the border is basically closed, but the damage is done. The, the variants are here. I, I don't know how bad the variant thing actually is. I don't know that they know how bad the variant situation actually is, but to make these decisions that are arbitrary and all encompassing based on modeling data, which the recent history has told us is a, it's stupid. It's a Why do fantasy. they bother with it? Why do they bother with it? Honestly, I, I think it's irresponsible to post modeling data. Now I really, really do. We don't need to look at how bad it could get. We need to look at our realistic situation right now. To scare, and, and, you know what? If you really needed to scare people in the beginning, I wasn't against it. I wasn't against like, okay, tell people, like show people this is a serious thing. And I'm talking about a year ago when people right. were like, oh, who fucking cares? Like, it's not a big deal. Like, it's no, just the ahead. flu. Yeah. Go ahead. Because most people, I wouldn't, uh, maybe not most people, but let's say half, half of the people of the population would say, oh, who cares? Look at that modeling data. It scares you a little bit, right? So continuing to post that shit, I totally agree with you. It's pointless. It's never been correct. It's like never been correct, except for maybe at the very beginning, it was relatively close. They were close with the second wave timing and everything else. Kind of close. Okay, I'll give them that. Otherwise, like we know what we're up against here. Everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. At this point, you're just pissing people off. Mm -hmm. You're 100% right. 100% right. Listen, guys, before we move on from this, because I do want to talk about the mask Singer and how much better it is without Nick Cannon. I just want to say... Take care of yourself and your family. Nobody's looking out for you except for you. Wash your hands, wear a mask, don't touch your face, stay six feet away from people. Do everything you have to do, but also do this. Live your life. Live your life. Be smart about it. You know what to do. You've been told every day for the last year what to do, but live your life. And if they try and pull this shit again, where they want to shut everything down, this outrageous proposal, oh, we'll just shut things down for three weeks. Yeah, that's what they said a year ago, and that turned into three months. No way. We're not doing it. No fucking way. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that if it actually does become a reality, because right now that's part of the modeling data. It's just a theory about something that could happen, but nobody's actually said it will. Uh, Niecy Nash is great. I never used to like her, but I really, really like her as a host on The Masked Singer. I like her, too, and I know where that comes from for you. And we will switch gears to The Masked Singer now because I know you're not a fan of Nick Cannon. We've talked about it on the show before. I think anyone who's ever heard us on the podcast probably knows the story, the backstory there or your thoughts there. So that said, I... Although I do miss Nick Cannon a little bit, I wouldn't mind if they like co-hosted this show somehow because I mm. quite like her as well. I quite like her. 
Um, but here's my problem with The Masked Singer. We're two episodes in, guys, by the way. So if you want to jump on board this choo-choo train, Scott and I will be talking about it here and there. We won't occupy a lot of the podcast with it, but if something cool happens or something different, we will. And what happened last night made me roll my eyes so fucking hard, Scott. Yeah. So hard. It, it was so obvious. It's a formula for this show. It's very much like Dancing with the Stars. Every year on Dancing with the Stars, they'll bring out a couple old football players and they'll bring out some Disney stars and they, they've got a formula that works for them. The Masked Singer is trying so hard to be family friendly that it's almost like Disney is behind it. They are saying the right things. They're doing the right things. It's it's fun to watch. And, and that's great. But in order to make sure that everything stays on the rails, especially with Jenny McCarthy and, and Robin Thicke and Nicole Scherzinger and Ken John, they script every word of it. And they're, it's almost like they tell them, you've got to overact to the point where it's blatantly obvious you're overacting here. Well, like, nobody gets that fucking excited to see who's under the chameleon <laughs> costume. Nobody. It's fucking I, dumb. I, I'm not sure. I didn't. I don't necessarily think that it's fully scripted, but I do agree with you that it's probably one of those things where Jenny McCarthy, for example, like she, what else, what else, what's going on with her? Not much. Right. So she knows this is a great paycheck for her. It's a great paycheck. So, of course, you're going to act excited. You're going to act like you have no fucking idea who's under that costume, even though everybody knows. That's the part where I roll my eyes. And through the seasons now into what season is this? Four or five? Five. five. Now yeah. five seasons in. It happens every season. And this one earlier than the last ones. And there are obvious people behind some of these, okay? You can't hide certain voices. And sometimes the clues are shit. And by that, I mean they're too good. They're too easy. And I found that last night with the person who got unmasked. I found, like, it was way too easy. But the panel will sit there and pretend they've got no fucking idea who that could possibly be. Who could that be? And they'll put out stupid names. And Ken Jong is one thing, because I really do like Ken Jong a lot. I think he's funny. I enjoy watching him. But he will always, like, guess completely off. Like, on purpose. I think at this point we know. And he and in the way he does it, I think it's great. It's charming, actually. The other ones, give me a fucking break. Everybody on that panel not only knows the Kardashians, some of them are, like, basically family with the Kardashian-Jenner family. So you're telling me when you hear this, and I'll play you the Phoenix, you're, you're telling me when you don't hear the Phoenix sing, you still are unsure who that could possibly be behind the mask? It ended up being Caitlyn Jenner, okay? And I'll tell you that now because once you hear this especially, if you weren't sure what that would sound like, you will know when you hear the Phoenix last night singing TikTok. Wake up in the morning feeling like he did Grab my glasses out the door, gonna hit the city. Before I leave, I brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Cause when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. So bad. I'm talking pedicures on my toes, toes. Trying on all my clothes, clothes. Boys won't up my phone, phone. Top dropping, playing my favorite scene. You don't think they're really having a great time, Scott? <laughs> I have no doubt it's a fun show to be on. It but is. they're really paid to read. And whoever edits it does an exceptional job. Hey, it's fun and it's good family fun. I mean, there's not a ton of shows on TV anymore that everybody can sit and watch. And American Idol's done. So this is, uh, it's a good compromise. So I think it's a great show. It was blatantly obvious that was Caitlyn Jenner last night. And there's a few others that I think, um, I I think they're going to get exposed pretty quickly. Yeah. But they only eliminate you when you get voted the worst. So some of these 
really bad ones can go a long way in the show because they're so much fun to watch. And some of the good singers, you really want to know who they are. You won't know until the very end. It's, it's a good formula. It is a good formula. And I, and I, you're right. You know, I never thought about it until you said it about that family friendly kind of uh, show that they're that they're really craving at this point. And even though you have some people on that panel that at least at one point in their career might have been controversial. And I am talking about Robin Thicke and I am talking about Jenny McCarthy. Let's not forget there's a lot of. There's a lot of people out there that still hate her in the comments that she's made, particularly the vaccination ones. And you can Google that if you want to Google that. That's fine. Right. And Robin Thicke, he's been controversial in the past, too. But they're kind of they're making this the family show to watch or trying to. And if you're over singing competition shows like I didn't even watch, uh, you know, a lot of the ones you mentioned already. Um, American Idol, the voice is on there. This one's different and they want to make it known it's different. So if they add these things into it. Uh, they make it fun to watch for everybody, then why not? So it is a little bit of overacting. That said, I do love it. Obviously, I mean, we watch it, so we both must love it. I, I am excited for Nick Cannon's return, although I don't think it's going to be for another couple of weeks by the time that airs. What is his problem? Does he have he had, COVID? He had or COVID. What's the deal? Oh, he yeah, did. Yeah, they announced it at the time he had COVID-19, um, and he had to be off for... For the two weeks, so I'm not sure how much filming they got done in that amount of time, or I believe he caught it right before they started filming, so he missed at least a few episodes, and Niecy Nash obviously filling in for that. I think she uh, I think she did a great job too, though, and she's been on the panel before as a guest. I'm sure we'll see her a lot more on there. And on that, we will say thank you for listening to this edition of After 9. Tomorrow's Friday. That means Dave Lazard will join us on the podcast. If you want to reach us, you know how to do it. Slide into the DMs. If you haven't already, hit subscribe, and you will get future episodes automatically. And is there anything else I got to mention here? Did we cover it all? I think we covered it all. Um, yeah, tomorrow uh, tomorrow will be a good time. Make sure you, uh, you just listen to it, okay? scottandcat.ca is another way that you can see our top trending stories and anything we didn't fit into the podcast you can usually find on our website yeah have a good one guys the woman arrested accused of doing a botched nose job police say the woman posed as a fake plastic surgeon and performed a nose job on a man she was in the middle of another surgery when she was arrested patients knew something was up when her surgical gown had an AutoZone logo on it An ice cream company in New Jersey is reportedly facing more than $230,000 in fines after two workers lost a total of three fingers while repairing a machine. Even more concerning, their new flavor, chocolate chip cookie toe. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.